flares. You find yourself walking towards the hillside in Rivalis, where you know the door to the magnificent mansion of Firanz al-Homi awaits. Brother Uriah has been quiet since you left the crypt. The thing that disguised itself in the skin of the cleric dissolved before your eyes once it was slain. And you've all made your way back to the rendezvous point. There's a faint shimmer in the air in front of you, where you know the portal awaits you. I think we should go back in. Do yes. we really have a choice? Yes, you know. I don't, I really do not wish to be in a place where there could possibly be more nuns. So. No, no more nuns. None. There's a part of me that would like to stay here in Rivlis. But we must press on, I suppose. Return to my uncle. I'm sorry you didn't get to spend more time or better time here. Yes. Still, it was good to see the place. You won't forget it. No. No, I won't. I bet you've only been attacked by a nun one other time, Max. Well, I mean, technically we weren't attacked by the nun. We were attacked by some sort of creature in her form. I mean, she was a bit hensy when we first arrived. Um, there, there was that, yes. Um, while Brother Uriah is having this conversation with Valentine, I would like to pull Fen aside. And I let Nahara do that? So, did you think it was... All of this seems just kind of odd with all of the family members and... We didn't actually, it occurred to me, not until afterwards, that we didn't actually take a good look at the girl being buried. Should that be a concern? All of this is a concern. We don't know. We don't know if Ferran is actually his uncle. He says he remembers him, but can we trust his memory right now? That did seem awfully suspicious. We don't know if he actually buried that girl. And I just kind of look over my shoulder at Brother Uriah suspiciously. And I look back to Nahara. We should ask him once we're back through the portal. I think at the right time, yes. Um, I don't see any reason why, immediate reason why he wouldn't. But I don't think he could, especially to you, I don't think he would lie to you if you asked him. I don't think he would lie in general, but we'll see what happens. I'll ask once we're through. Valentine, as you're in conversation with Brother Uriah, could you give me a perception roll, please? That's a 15. You note that Brother Uriah is somewhat troubled. That seems fairly obvious. But out of the corner of your eye, you also catch Tatiana sort of silently fuming, clenching her fists, looking back over her shoulder every now and then. Is there something I'm missing? You say this to Tatiana? Uh, I'll, I'll say it to at Brother Uriah, looking worried. Hmm? Missing? I, I'm not sure I understand. 
and I'll just kind of gesture to him about Tatiana. Um, I'm I'm not sure. Tatiana, are you all right? Oh, Tatiana is so angry. Oh, first spell I tried to cast and shadow ruins everything. I'm sorry, Tatiana. There will be, unfortunately, plenty of more opportunities to cast spells. Yes, but shadow will try to mess things up. Oh, I hate shadow. We all hate that you're cursed multiple times over, like a lot. Mm, yes, yes. Uh, the theory that you might be some sort of um, curse magnet is possibly being proven, uh, Tatiana. Curse magnet! Let the curses come! Tatiana will fight them all! Um, yes. Um, well, I, I think we're uh, ready, are we? I just want to get one last look at the place. It was good to see old Broadfoot again. I know those of you who came here from elsewhere, you might think of this as a place of darkness and danger, and it most certainly is, but there are good folk who live here. Ermos leans down towards Brother Uriah, and he says, Brother Uriah, I know it's difficult to decide who lives and who dies, although I think maybe as a healer on the battlefield, it's a choice you've had to make more than once. But um, he reaches in his robe and he pulls out a fistful of tickets to the carnival. And he says, I gave some to the young ones, but maybe your old... Uh, Ernie Broadfoot or any others who might be especially near and dear that you want to weigh out. And he holds his giant fist out with a wad of five, maybe ten tickets to oh. you, Uriah. Yes. Th thank you, Amos. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yes. He rushes off as you're passing the Broadfoot home and pulls a piece of parchment from one of his pouches, scribbles a note, and leaves it in the very well-appointed halfling mailbox. Halflings are very particular about their homes, of course. And rejoins all of you as you continue up the hill. The shimmering in the air begins to coalesce, and as you approach, the door seems to materialize in front of you. Well, I suppose uh, we should... Uh, before he can finish, the door opens from the other side. Ah! There you are. Well, don't just stand there. Please, enter freely and of your own will. And on that note, I think we'll pause to introduce our players. And we'll run credits and that sort of thing. There's some housekeeping stuff involved. But for that, I will turn you over to Mr. B. Dave Walters. Hello and welcome to the Black Dice Society, episode 19, There and Back Again. Uh, as always, this is a Ravenloft campaign. As such, it is a horror campaign. And you may see uh, some content that you don't usually see in Dungeons & Dragons games or TTRPGs in general. So 
as such, you know, we we had some challenging things last week, and uh, we almost certainly will again. Uh, as always, I've discussed with the cast, and as Mark is guiding us through his story, he is also aware of everyone's lines and veils, and we have a safety system in place. But if something goes so f- too far, we're able to tip each other off. So if a scene should change suddenly, possibly even mid-sentence, maybe somebody was uncomfortable and we had to adapt. But um, consider that your content warning. And with that firmly in mind, let us meet our cast, uh, beginning with the new Becca Scott, Mark Meir. <laughs> Hello, uh, I'm Mark Meir. I usually play Brother Uriah Macabre, Cleric of the Grave and Worshipper of Ezra. Uh, you saw me recently playing uh, Becca Scott's character, uh, Tatiana, our barbarian druid, question mark. Well, see, I tried to cast Thunderwave last week. And uh, I'll be your dungeon master for the first brief interlude of this week, uh, just to wrap up a few questions that our players may have. Uh, Finn? Hi, I'm Tanya DePass. I am playing Fen, your draw dump here, blood hunter, with a little bit of the beast in her. Uh, Fen's and pronouns are mine, are she, her. Hi everyone, I'm Nora Abraham. You can find me at Neurological on all social media. And tonight I play Nahara, both uh, my pronouns and her pronouns are she, her. And she's a reborn fallen Azamar undead bardlock. Valentine. Hi, I'm Sage Ryan. I go by Not Sage everywhere on the internet. And tonight I am Valentine, a reborn aberrant mind sorcerer. And we both use she, her pronouns. Uh, and last but certainly not least, Desmond. Oh, hi. I'm DJ Knight. You can find me at DJ Knight all over the internet. I am playing Desmond, a human ranger lycanthrope. <laughs> His and my pronouns are both he, him. You guys are awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us. You know, it, it's, it's not a curse when you lean into it. You know, just, it really just lean isn't. into it. It really isn't. Desmond's a fan. Uh, as you can see, uh, Becca is not here. I know it was difficult to believe because it's like you heard her. That was weird. Tatiana was here, but we don't see Becca. Uh, she's out doing something really fun. So hopefully she's going to be back with us next week. Uh, I am B. Dave Walters, usually your humble dungeon master and currently playing Eramos the Avgian, uh friend to all sentience everywhere, except when he's not. Um, as always, uh, we do ask that you like, comment, share, all those things that streamers ask you to do every week. It really does help us. It really does matter with the algorithm. So if you're enjoying it, you know, click the like button, tell your friends. Um, and before we begin, always always like to thank our sponsors, Die Hard Dice. I believe everything but the show set might be sold out now. Uh, but the show set is dope, you know, c- cool black dice with this gold lettering. Uh, and even if our dice palace are sold out, you can still use code BDS to get 10% off of your order at Die Hard Dice. Um, our tea Public store is live. I want y'all to know something. I dropped my mug, got knocked off my desk, and I watched it fall in in slow motion. I thought it was going to be a full usual suspects and shatter. Not even a chip. So apparently it is not just cool looking. It is also sturdy. Uh, Mugs, shirts, bags, masks, all sorts of things available in our T Public store. Uh, The link should be appearing in chat right now. Also, Secret Lab Chairs. You know I love mine. Like I said, I spend more time here than anywhere but my bed. I might spend more time here than my bed. It's like riding around on the couch. And they just released a couple new models. Uh, Again, link there in chat to take a look. Especially if you're a bigger person like me, they're the best thing around. Uh, Idle Champions. We have an Idle Champions code uh, that, ooh, actually, you know what? 
we might not have the idle champions code that might not have gotten updated i apologize i was traveling earlier this week and it's been a mad scramble so maybe we don't have an idle champions code but if we don't and there's not a wild lauren in chat because i'm used to her being here but maybe for once that poor woman is actually enjoying a night on her own we'll definitely have one back again next week uh, Beedle and Grimms, again, they sent us our awesome Van Richten's Guide boxes. Uh, a lot of the props that you see us using, like Nahara's Taroka cards, uh, the, the medallion uh, that she holds up. A lot of that stuff comes from either the Curse of Strahd box or the Van Richten's Guide box. It is incredible. Take a look at that. Um, we also have our wonderful museum quality art prints every week we post our art and somebody's like that's incredible who's the artist it is adam schumpert and if you would like one of these for your very own you can get it uh if you type there in chat right now bds art you uh there's a limited run i don't know how many are left they might be sold out too so if you're thinking about it go ahead and grab one and a portion of every sale is going to go to world builders to help end global hunger that's important. Uh, last but not least, we do have a Patreon, and we are this close to the next funding goal to record another full-length episode. Uh, so visit patreon.com forward slash the Black Dice Society. There are bonus episodes for Nahara, for Tatiana, for Uriah and Desmond on a boys' trip. And just last week, we posted a new one with Finn that will give you some insight into Finn's relationship with Isolde. And for those of you that are paying close attention quite some significant clues about what's about to happen in our narrative so take a look uh you also have uh, our exclusive after show appears there early access to the audio podcast and a lot more patreon.com forward slash the black dice society and with that being said on with our story Firanz Alhon stands at the threshold of his mansion, the door magically shimmering in the air. Well, are you coming in? I look at Fen. I don't know. Yes. It was a weird invitation in. Is this. No I go in first. Oh, I'm yes. Yes. Oh, it's weird, but it means yes, I yes, can walk uh, thank in. Thank you. And yes, it means you're, I you're can most come welcome. In. I am sorry about that. It was a bit dramatic of me, wasn't it? You the free will in your own voice. Yes, thing. yes, yes. Well, uh, come inside then. Is that simple enough? Mm. Sure. You all go first. I'll go. I, j I want to keep an eye on Ferran as everyone goes through. Oh, he, he seems to be nodding as each person crosses the threshold and then looks to you. Yes, Finn. Are you joining us? Hmm, I suppose. You were kind enough to phrase it in a way that even I could enter your domain. Oh, are you limited in your ability to enter a domicile that you've not been invited to? I, I wasn't sure that applied to Dampier. It might. Hmm. 
It just was very strange. Yes, yes, very interesting. Well, in any case, welcome back. I can tell that your mission was a success. Um, you'll forgive me, but I did uh, keep tabs on you. Uh, Skeva, you can probably show yourself now. Just above your heads, there's another ripple in the air as a bird becomes visible, a piebald raven. It flaps over towards Ferran and lands on his outstretched hand. There we are. <laughs> Good boy, Skeever. Yes, I sent Skeever along just to observe. I hope you don't mind. He didn't trust us? Mm, I just thought it best that I know what was happening. Uh, I mind. We had an... an... I'm sorry, what did Skiva observe? Exactly. Oh. oh, he uh, mostly stuck near Uriah. He's my nephew, of course. You understand that I'd want to keep an eye on him. Or rather, two eyes. Skiva's eyes, as a matter of fact. Uh, I mind you had your undead great-niece or whatever had biting a plug out of Finn and his Skiva didn't do nothing. Oh, well... You have to understand that uh, Skeever is not necessarily as formidable in combat as all of you. Um, though he does have his uses. Uh, you know what? He's a raven. Well, in a sense. Uh, in the interest of putting everything on the table and uh, sharing information, Skeever, you may resume your true form. Smoke seems to billow out of the raven's eyes and mouth and surround it. As it dissipates, its form has changed. It's now a small, red-skinned, horned humanoid with the wings of a bat protruding from its back. It looks over at Ferranz Alhonan, still perched on his hand. Yes, master, as you command. Good boy, Skeever. Now then, can I get you any refreshments? Uh, or, or are you uh, still full from the feast at Old Broadfoot's? So you sent a raven imp that could talk to watch us because you didn't trust us to do the thing you requested that we do? Oh, no. As I said, I had complete faith in your ability to carry things out. I just thought it best that I keep an eye on the situation. Uh, Skeever is my familiar. Are you familiar with the term familiar? Yes, and they're normally regular animals. Yes, well, Skeever is something special, isn't he? Yes, master. Very kind of you to say so. Mm. I'm nothing if not kind, Skeever. Now, uh, refreshments? Anything you want, quite literally. I think I might have lost my appetite this time. Mm. Oh, what was it? Was it the, uh, well, the nun? Yes, I'm afraid uh, what you were facing there is uh, what's known as a Morezi. It's a sort of fiend. Hmm. I suppose a bit like Skeever here, although much more powerful, certainly more dangerous, and not quite as compliant. You, uh, you were very wise to keep it away from the corpse of the child. It could have brought her back in her undead form. As if she had never suffered an injury. Yeah, then you would have really had your hands full. But, 
You didn't, did you? You you were very effective. Wait, 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 wait. But if they knew where the girl was buried, no. Like, how we know they're not going to just bring her up and she's going to be unleashed on them poor halflings and them other humans? Um, well, I, I did cast the ceremony uh, of burial upon it, and uh, I also uh, thought it best to uh, lay a spell of gentle repose upon the poor child's corpse. It is not an, a permanent solution, but, uh, well, we, we destroyed the thing, didn't we? Yes. Yes, you did. Sure. Judging by the shakiness of the way that was phrased, the possibility exists that uh, that problem might not be over. Well, the, the spell does not have an indefinite duration. Um, I suppose I, I could uh, make a point to re return on occasion and renew the spell, or, well, certainly the Church of Ezra will appoint another guardian of the place. Another Morazi? Hmm? Another nun that's possessed by, what did you call it? A Morazi. Um, well, I don't, I don't think she was one of those uh, initially. I, I did raise my eyes of the grave and she did not register as undead at all. Mm, she wouldn't have been detectable. Uh, Morazi are fiends, not undead. But uh, in any case, no, that... Uh, that really was a cleric of Ezra when you first encountered her. That's what Morezi do, you see. They consume people, take on their likeness. And, of course, there's their affinity for ghasts and whatnot. I, I have a, a few questions. Yes, I'm sure you all have some questions, but I think it best that we sit down to one final meal together, at least in this meeting, and then I shall take you back to the carnival and send you on your way. You've been of great service to me, and I wish to repay you. Uh, of course, you have your payment in advance, but uh, another meal and perhaps information. Information is, of course, a very valuable commodity. Information about what? Well, uh, I, I need to know. You said that I was not a macabre yet. These will be answered in time, but let us not stand in the hall. Let us sit. Good wine, fine food. Yes? Uh, Eremos looks at Valentine, and he just kind of looks at her for a moment, like... I, like, look up. Oh, I... I say hello in a telepathic speech. <laughs> yeah, as well, you're doing that... Yeah. <laughs> Firan's out holding goes, uh, Valentine, I think uh, he wants to speak to you privately. Don't, don't mind me. I'll, uh, I'll go prepare the hall. Hello. You know, I don't go on these adventures and gallivanting like you all do, but it seems like a great deal of these things is not adding up. It does. He's definitely keeping things from us. How was it that Ting knew we were there so quickly? I don't know. Maybe the body attracted it? He said this young girl that she'd been put to rest many times and always come back to rob him again. Why is he on the wrong side of fiends? I've been all over the mess and 
There's plenty of undead, but fiends are as rare here as they are on any other other planes, except, you know, Avernus, I suppose. It also begs the question, why would we be able to put her down when he couldn't as an archmage? That's foolish. It's clear he's keeping much from us, but the more questions we ask, the longer we stick around. After a moment, Irmos says out loud, I just thought maybe you noticed the secret ingredient in that halfling's barbecue. I'm sorry, I just didn't want to just be overt about stealing the family or secrets or nothing. <laughs> yes, yes, so. yes, I'm sure. Very, very polite of you, Irmos, very polite. But, speaking of which, would you like the same sort of thing that the halflings provided? Or light affair? Mm. Nothing for me, thank you. Mm. No tanks. Then there will be wine, water, some other beverages. He pulls up a chair at the head of the table and sits down. As he does so, the strange transparent servants that you saw before begin bringing in some bottles and laying them. He grabs a decanter from one of them. He pours himself a glass. Now then... Ah, what questions did you have before we part company? Our partnership has been very pleasing to me. Profitable for you. Perhaps we will continue it in the future. But I'd like there to be no lingering doubts. So, if you have questions, you may ask them. What do you do about a bite of from the undead, Cosette? Ooh. Ne niece of yours did get a good chomp on me. Mm. Well, I believe you've been healed. It shouldn't be much of a problem. If she had killed you, it might be quite an interesting thing. I wonder if a Dompier can rise as a ghoul. Mm. Let's not try to find out. No, no, I think that question is best left uh, to theoretical realms. So, you should be fine, then. Anyone else? Why did you need Brother Uriah, I'm sorry, why did you need Brother Uriah to carry on those duties for you? Oh, well, I am many things, but what I am not is a servant of the divine, unlike young Uriah here. He serves Ezra, and, more importantly, his domain is that of the grave. There were few more suited than he to put a child to rest. Clerics have access to spells that even we students of the arcane cannot access. And he did very well. You may rest easy, Uriah. Your niece will sleep. She had been destroyed many times before, but the rituals you performed, I think, shall ensure that she no longer vexes me. And, perhaps more importantly from your point of view, she rests in peace. Yes. Now, you called her... You called her my niece, yet I, I have no sisters that I am aware of. You have a sister that you were not aware of. Or rather, you had. I'm afraid she's no longer with us. And... You have brothers as well. 
They are known by various names. Llewellyn de Sheen, for one. But he too has moved on. You know, then, who your father is. Your parent, I suppose I should say. Skeever was privy to your conversation with the spirit of the child. I knew, of course, but I knew also that you needed to discover this for yourself. As Valentine has so eloquently illustrated, you don't fully trust me. If I were just to divulge the information to you, no, you would suspect its source. But now you know. Yes, you're right. This toe you gave me earlier. Hmm. A bit of flesh. Undead flesh, yes? Mm -hmm. This is the source of you and your siblings. A tissue sample. There are powerful spells that are capable of creating life. Full-fledged life. It is perhaps the most impressive example of arcane magic available. You sprung from the flesh of Aslan Rex. Now, that does not mean that you are not you. You're a sentient being. You arrived in existence, perhaps in a less than traditional manner, but you are Uriah. Perhaps your bloodline was not the Macabres, but if that is the name that you have selected for yourself, then that is what you shall be called. Aslan Rex no doubt has plans. I wish to offer you a way out of them. This is a lot to take in. Yes, uh, Sid, perhaps you should have some wine, after all. Yes, uh, do, do you have something a bit stronger? Some brandy, then. Yes. Just a sip of brandy to fortify yourself. This makes no sense. I met Uriah as a child. Look. He sprung from Aslan. How, who did I meet? Oh, he was a child. He just wasn't born as most children are. That doesn't make him any less real. I know he's real. I've seen him bleed and fight. And oh, yes. I know he's quite real. Yes, he bleeds and, as you mentioned, he ages. He was a child and now he is a man. He lived as a man does, growing, aging, becoming, shall we say, ripe for Aslan's ultimate plan. Ultimate plan? Aslan Rex was king of Darkon, yes. But like most of the rulers of this realm, he was as much a prisoner as any poor soul within his dungeons. And his prison was his kingdom. I know much of the nature of this realm. Those of you who came from Koshmar, was it? Yes, Koshmar. All of this will be very strange to you, but know that there are 
some very specific rules that govern where you find yourself now. And Azalin was not content to follow those rules. Nor should he be. It is no odd thing that he would chafe against his bonds, one as powerful as he. And so he seeks to escape. Escape from this prison that has been constructed for him and his fellow cellmates and return to the true reality. This place is not what it seems. I got a question. Yes, Amos. Go ahead. If brother Uriah is a clone of his great king, Aslan Rex, and you just look the same as he, Oh. Does that make you a clone as well? Yes, yes, I can see how you might think that. But no, no, I am my own man. Brother Uriah <laughs> looks at him for a moment, and those of you who are near him can see the slight reflection of a skull in his pupils. No, he's, he's not undead. At least not as far as I can discern. No. And I am... Not the same sort of thing as you, Uriah. Not the same sort of thing as your brother, Llewellyn de Sheen. As your sister, S. <laughs> Do you know that Aslan Rex employed her to scour these lands for information? The Doomsday Gazetteers, they called them. She I read them things, yeah. <laughs> Very insightful. Yes, yes, though, uh, of course, this realm is quite mutable. Things change. Much of her information, well, one's knowledge of reality is only so good if reality itself can be rewritten. But, uh, this must be very confusing to all of you, especially to our visitors from Koshmar. Hermos leans down next to Desmond and he says, Can you get a sniff at a man? Does he smell like Brother Uriah? He looks like him. Are they the same? And Desmond was curious about that, which is why he laughed when he said uh, he was his own man. So Desmond just just attempts to get a smell. Sure, perception roll, please. Does he get advantage considering his capabilities? Yes. As a lycanthrope, I'm going to say that your senses are probably keen enough, even in human form, to get advantage. Ten. Ten, to ten is your best? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, certainly... People from the same family would probably have a similar scent, and it's it's it is quite similar. Similar, Aramos. Can't be sure, but I see what you're getting at here. Yeah, as far as I know, the Lich King didn't have no brothers or sisters. As the stories go, 
he came here from someone far, far away and run afoul of that Strad von Zarevich, and then on and on and on. Yes, yes, I do recall. Are any of these siblings, I, I don't know if alive is quite the right word, are any of these siblings among us hmm. still? Well, no, I'm afraid not. Though my gaze does not extend infinitely. As in Rex, his plans are always wheels within wheels. Contingencies, backups. It's possible that some of your eyes' siblings still walk this realm. It might be good for you if they did, Uriah. Otherwise, all of Aslan Rex's eggs might be in a U-shaped basket. Hmm? I'm not sure what you mean. Hmm. Well, don't let it keep you up at night. Or, well, it really should, but you're not going to get any sleep if you put too much thought into it. Suffice it to say that Aslan Rex no doubt has plans for you, and they will come to fruition sooner or later. And it would be good to have allies when they do. Now, is there anything anyone else wished to know? Yes. Valentine. If the thing that you have to offer us for what we've done is answers, then what are you intentionally hiding from us? Hmm? Oh, well, a great many things. I think I told you that Archmages must have their secrets. Most of my knowledge has been hard won. I don't just dole it out. But if you had a specific question, perhaps I can answer it. I'm not asking for everything you know that you haven't said out loud. You are intentionally hiding something from us. Hmm. Well, perhaps I'm not entirely sure I can trust you, Valentine. You seem to be backed by certain forces that... Uh, might seek to thwart some of my aims. Don't you think my caution is somewhat called for? Are you afraid? Mm. Well, only a fool knows no fear. Caution is sometimes very wise. I just let one of the, like, kind of little tentacles peek out a little bit of my eye. Mm. Oh, is, uh, is that a veiled threat of some kind? Just happens sometimes. Yes, of course. Yes. You understand, I'm aware of who you're allied with, just as I'm aware of Tregrum there. Hello, Tregrum. How does he were. do that? Really? You're surprised? Mm, I am, and... Wait, what's yeah, that? You're supposed, to, you're supposed to be smart enough to be ahead of these things. Tregrum... That's the Tregrum in my head. Tregrum, <laughs> suddenly, in your own head, doesn't seem to be paying attention. He says, what's that? There's a pause. Really? Well, I wasn't aware of that. I'll see that I do. Oh, I'm I... so sorry, Valentine. I was talking to someone else. I noticed. 
Now then, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to uh, introduce uh, any tension or strife, especially within the confines of your own skull, but I would like to thank you once again for doing me this service and to assure you all that I can be an ally in the future. So, this toe I shall return to you, Uriah. A piece of Aslan Rex himself. Hmm. Might come in handy. And to you, Nahara, he pulls a signet ring off his smallest finger. I present this. As a mistwalker, this talisman should aid you in finding my mansion again. It won't necessarily bring you inside, but it should bring you to the general vicinity of wherever it happens to be. I got two questions. Yes, Amos, please go ahead. One, how is it that you ran afoul of the fiends? They seem to have an interest in causing you vexation. Oh, well, not all fiends. Look at Skeever here. I love you, master. You see, he Get loves me. Get that thing back away from me. All, all right, right, all right. Now, now, now. Perhaps uh, assume a more pleasing form, if you would, Skeever. Again, the smoke pours out of Skeever, and when it clears away, there's a cat, a black cat, which crosses over to him. Hmm, no, not feline, I think. Back to avian. Again, the smoke, and the piebald raven settles on his shoulder. There we are. Now then, as I was saying, not all fiends. Uh, just that particular one. Yes, fiends get rather upset when they are brought here. They cannot escape, you see. They cannot return to their business, the, the blood war or, or what have you, and it really does upset them quite a bit. That one in particular, well, I'll let you in on something. I don't think it was acting on its own. There are forces that seek to thwart my aims as well. And though it was little more than an annoyance, it was a constant one, so I thank you again for ridding me of it. Uh, your second question, Amos. You hear Amos's voice and tone, and everything changes as he speaks a completely different language, which presumably Zalhonan would immediately recognize as Sylvan. Mm -hmm. I trust you speak the language of the children of the forest. Indeed, I have studied it, and may I say... Your accent is impeccable. Hmm. He sold to make sure I understood things properly so we could speak in private when necessary. Hmm. And uh, there's something you wish to keep from the rest of your friends, is there? I actually don't know which of them can speak this tongue. Perhaps they can understand, perhaps they can't. But I believe my lady has a problem that a man of your capabilities could help her resolve. Oh, I see. I can guarantee you safe passage in and out of the carnival. No harm will come to you. And perhaps you could speak with her about accessing another plane of existence. Hmm. Yes, well, that is something I've been trying to do myself for quite some time. But an ally of his old's caliber, well, 
that is worth much. Yes, yes, I would be interested in speaking with Zold at some point in the very near future. Not immediately, you understand, but soon. You all see he reaches in a pouch and he pulls out another golden ticket, which is not so unusual, but a very large leaf that he unfolds. It's about the size of his hand. It's very large and it's very bright red. It's almost like it looks almost like it's on fire. And he hands both of them to Quran. And he says in the standard common that you're accustomed to. Yeah, when the time's right, I believe these two things might be of some use to you in your experimentation. I thank you, Elmos. Now then, is there anything else? There's not anything Fen wants to ask Ferran, but she looks at Ermos. He just winks. What? She scowls at that. She's just like, no, you're not charming your way out of this one. He actually doesn't know whether or not you speak Sylvan. So he does <laughs> and, and I'm not going to tell him right now either. <laughs> he, do, he doesn't get it. He just winks at you. Like, because if nothing good. else, she knows the soul's name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And lastly, our friends from Koshmar. Yes, Tatiana is from Koshmar. What of it? <laughs> now, now, Tatiana. There's no need to get upset. I just wish to know a bit more about it. It is beyond this place, and that interests me greatly. If I could... Well, if it's possible, I assume you would want to return there. I'll just look over to Desmond. Well, I would like to go home. I uh, I feel like we're on a fairly important series of things that are going to link together and make sense all a whole lot more sense real soon. So I'll wait. I'll get back a different way. Oh, don't mistake me. I I have no way of accessing Koshmar right now. If I did, I would immediately go there myself. Why? To escape here, of course. To escape these domains of dread. This is not my home. I am not from here. And though I'm not from Koshmar, I suspect I could return to my home much easier from there than from here. So yes, I would do my utmost to return you to your home. I will share any information I discover pertaining to that. And I will seek to leave this place myself. But that is for the future. More immediately, I can give you some further information. Information which I think you're already privy to. Your friend. I believe it was Veronica. Right when he says her name, Desmond just silent rage at the idea that he would mention her name. 
Mm. Valentine just places a hand on the back of Desmond's shoulder gently. Desmond, I assume you're not trying to uh, hide this emotion at all. Oh, not at all. Oh, yes. Then he immediately... I beg your pardon. I mention her name because it is possible she is not lost. I think you have an inkling of this, at least some of you. I already didn't trust you. And now, this. Why is Nika of interest to you? Because she is of interest to you. I wish to help you. Why? You said you already said that you want to help us to get home because your getting to our home helps you to get your home easier, but I don't buy that. There's something else at play here. There's something deeper going on. I know it. There are Every great fiber of my being can feel it. So Desmond, there, there are a great many things at play here, I assure you. But I do honestly wish to help you help your friend. How? The spirit. It wanders. And in these lands, one domain in particular has a special resonance for disembodied spirits. It is known as Mordant. Go there if you seek her. You've already heard tale of the apparatus and know the land it resides in. It's possible that your friend could be restored. And what help I can offer, you shall have. What's the price, though? The price? Well... Nothing's free. No, as I said, helping... Your friends here does help me, ultimately. I believe that she is the key. I'm not sure how. But great forces and great powers seem to be coalescing around her. In any case, I will thank you once again for your assistance and bid you a fond farewell. The door you entered through should lead back to the woods near the carnival, where I found all of you. Uriah? Yes, I'm, I'm sorry, it's just... It's so much to take in at once. Yes, yes, I'm sure. But once again, Uriah, you should be very proud of what you have done. That poor child, her tortured existence, the unquenchable hunger of the ghast and the ghoul, she's free of it now. Perhaps you've even sent her on her way. I hope that she will find peace, and that you will as well. It was very good to see you again, Uriah. Yes, yes. Uh, our next meeting will not be quite as delayed. Well then, I have other business to attend to. 
all of you, uh, if there's anything else you'd like before you leave, uh, of course, you can't take anything with you, because you can enjoy it while you're in here, but, yeah, well, you know. I just walk out the door. Well, goodbye, Valentine. So long, Tregrim. Farewell. Farewell, all of you. And you all leave, I assume? Finn actually turns to Ferran. Yes, Finn. I'm just curious. Not that you'd let me do this, but how powerful would I be if I drank your blood? Hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not really sure, Finn. I'm not sure that my blood would necessarily nourish you any more than a typical human being. Uh, because that's what I am, stripped of my knowledge and magic. Oh, I meant including your magic, not just you. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. If you were to drink from a powerful warrior, would you gain more than if you drank from, say, a, a cowherd? I don't know. I The only, well, there's two powerful warriors in my company, and we haven't struck that kind of a bargain. Hmm. Well, perhaps you will in the future. And uh, Tatiana... He turns, you turn over and you see that Tatiana is at the buffet table, just like cramming the last of the food into her mouth. So good. Yes, yes. And I'm, I'm afraid I, we, I would make you a to-go plate, but, you know, it will just turn to smoke once you leave here. It's very, it's interesting. And, you know, it is technically illusionary food, but it does nourish. That's the thing. It's real while it's in here, and once you eat it, it becomes part of you. So it, it's not like you become hungry once you leave. Well, that's a subject for another day. Uh, come, come, come. Finn, uh, was there anything else before you go? No, just curious. That's all. Yes. Well, curiosity in my book is a very good thing. It leads to questioning, which leads to answers. And we all want answers, don't we? Very well, Fen, and thank you once again. Thank you for your protection of my nephew when he was a young and helpless thing. So you mean last week? <laughs> yes, well, he's, <laughs> he's coming along. He's coming along. He's learning. He's learning. And I think, I think you'll find that he has iron in his spine after all. I'm speaking metaphorically. It's not like he was he's some sort of golem or something. I, I, I know what metaphors yes, are. Yes, I, I did go to I did go to draw I, I understand. Yes, yes. It's just I mean, I suppose he could literally have been constructed with iron. You know, I'm just going to leave it there. Thank you once again. Lovely to have you, and uh, I'll look forward to seeing you again. Uh, give my regards to his old. I'll be seeing her. Perhaps not. Yes. Well, I suspect I'll be seeing her before too long. And as, as you walk out through the door, he gives a wave. The raven on his shoulder suddenly transforms back into an imp and also waves. And the door is shut and vanishes. You all find yourself standing in a clearing. Just off in the distance, you can hear the sounds of the carnival. Well... Well, that was certainly informative. I go to brother your... Oh, yes. Thank you both for your concern. I'm I'm just going to need um, a moment to to gather myself. Um, If brother Uriah will allow it, I will 
pull him into my arms and rest my forehead against his, kind of like I do with his soul. He's, uh, he's, of course, quite tall and gangly, so you actually have to sort of, like, pull him down to do that. So he's at a oh. weird angle, like, uh, yes, Finn, uh, thank you. Well, I, I, I'm worried about you, and I don't, I know you said you remember your uncle, but I don't trust anything that happened in that house. No, no, yeah. And I, I let him stand back up, but I kind of just keep holding on to him. Yes, a, a bit of smoke and mirrors, I fear, but. Yes, as I said, I do. I remember him, or at least a man who looks exactly as he does now. When I was a child, coming to my home and telling me that he was my uncle and him having words with my father. And then. Then I never saw him again until. Well, until we all did. And that was, what, 20, 15 years ago? 30 years ago, really. Humans, no offense, usually age in that time. Archmage or not. Well, I mean, archmages have access to all sorts of magic. I've heard tell of, uh, of potions that can make a man young again. Fair enough. I, just... I mean, it's entirely possible that he is an old man, and perhaps he's vain and casts an illusion to make himself look young. Could be, could be. And I, I reluctantly let him go, and I just look over at Nahara. You're taller than me, you should take over this. <sighs> um. Mm -hmm. If you need anything, I, 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 I agree with Ben. Something just doesn't seem right. No. No, as much as he, he claimed to be telling us all these secrets, I suspect he wasn't telling us the entire truth. Or keeping certain things back to be of advantage to him. I mean, he was, he was served by an imp, a fiend, from the hells itself. I mean... I needed your assistance. Yes. Well, as I said, I am, I am but a vessel for Ezra's power. Perhaps only her divine spark. Yes? With respect, I'm afraid it's not Ezra's power that you're a vessel for, Uriah. You all know you got to assume that Aslan sees everything that he does and everything that he hears. And that boy back there is Aslan's brother. If he's only got one parent, and that's his uncle. It's, um, it's rather confusing. But as I said, he, he did not register as undead to my senses. Whatever else he is, he is human. Or at least living. But you're human. Yes. You're human. He claimed not to be the sort of thing that I am, not to have my origins, but... He but he also confirmed that while you may not have been conventionally brought into the world, you still age. I met you as a child. Yes, no, I, I, I remember it. I, I think I've lived a life, and your memories of me seem to confirm that. So I'm not just some sort of magical thing. I'm just someone who's 
existence was brought about in an unconventional fashion, I guess. Perhaps we should return to the carnival, yes? And you see Nahara just kind of smooth his hair out of his face. Thank you. Nahara, your, your support meant so much to me in this trying time. I, I thank you. Yes. And really, there's... I know it's been so much, but... Well, I'm here for you. We're all here for you. Thank you all. Thank you, my friends. I... I, I suggest we don't tell sold about this um no maybe perhaps uh yes I, what do you mean of course we got to tell he sold about this and you i didn't forget you Hermos. whatever deal you struck yes what 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 were you saying to him I mean, Finn, you know what I was saying to him. You know the language of the forest, right? I do, and I was trying to be discreet and trying to talk privately. Hmm. Then you know that uh, some things we don't just talk about outright. No offense, we got many ears that are eavesdropping on all of you, apparently. It, look, Brother Uriah. Ildi told me about what you did for her in Falkovnia, so I know if you was nothing but a puppet of Aslan Rex, you never would have done them things. So that will buy my silence for a time. But at some point, I got to tell my lady the truth, and I don't know that when I do that, if you're still going to be welcome in the carnival, or if you're going to be welcome anywhere, if you catch my meaning. I understand. Yes. If if there's a, even a chance that I could be a danger to Hildy or anyone at the carnival, perhaps we should take uh, certain steps. I've just realized something. No. Um, I've just realized something. Um, speaking Sylvan uh, might not actually work, because if, if Aslan is hearing everything that I hear, I... I might not have to understand Sylvan for him to understand. If he speaks Sylvan, then then he would understand it, wouldn't he? <sighs> Makes sense. Right. Well, what I said is not some grand betrayal. If it were to be overheard, it's fine. I was vague on purpose, but that still is vexing. Look, like I said, Finn, if you're gonna vouch for him, fine. But... I think all of you know, and I respect you enough, Uriah, to tell you if it becomes a problem, and he just chokes up on the hammer. Yeah, well, I won't enjoy doing what got to be done. If, if No, I if it comes to that, it, I will take responsibility. Oh, um, what thank are, you. What are you saying? Uh, yeah. If Aslan takes over Uriah... I mean, uh, uh, point of point of order. He, uh, he's uh, he's only seemed to um, exert his influence when it, it it seems that I'm in uh, mortal danger. Um, so uh, there's that. In in fact, perhaps attempting to um, terminate my existence might be what actually brings him to the fall. Yeah. Put it that way. I just imagine. 
regardless of however it plays out. Nepenthe will have words before and anyone else does. And you don't want does. to talk to Nepenthe. Guarantee. And that actually makes it even more curious because if mortal danger is when Aslan Rex comes out, it seems like informing Isolde will guarantee the introduction of Nepenthe anytime Brother Uri shows up at the carnival. We just don't tell her. And I feel like if it's, if there's a way to handle this, I don't see Eremos not saying anything. And as I said I wouldn't, I'm a man of my word, huh? Uh, you ain't not got to tell me that I'm gonna be a liar. That's um, offensive, Desmond. I never said you were gonna be a liar. I just said that I don't expect that you would hide things from his soul. No, be more worried about his soul seeing right through you. Hmm. Touche. But I will vouch for Uriah. And I know Desmond, I, Desmond just trust me that Ermos is a man of his word. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm just saying that it's, it's a tough situation. We all just got hammered with this. Yeah. And we all are trying to deal with it right now before we get back to the carnival proper. And beside. That's it. You, you see, Eremos yeah. points up to the sky, and the sun has clearly moved. You all were gone for <coughs> many hours. Where are you going to tell him we bit off to, huh? Especially if the horses came back. We didn't know. We spent all the time looking, decided to call it a day. Right, and if the horses actually came back, that proves our point because we kept looking. Assuming that they were still up. We didn't know. Um, we could hmm. say we had a, a picnic in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Mm. You're so sweet. Girl. Leave well, the I'm... lying to, to others. It's fine. No, no, look, I've still got sauce from the barbecue on my napkin. So, I mean, it's proof. It's actually uh. surprising that that would still show up. Oh no! This I'm was impressed. this was from the real barbecue that the halflings ah, made. Yes. Gotcha. You're smarter than you seem, there, boy. Well, <laughs> you all are, of course, fascinating. But I think it's time that I take my leave. Very well. And he he just looks down at the hammer, and he very gently taps you with it, Uriah. But still, it's like thirty pounds, kind of like. <laughs> And he's like, it's not ringing. So I guess you're safe, but no. And he just sort of hoists it over his shoulder and turns and walks off towards the carnival. As he does so, you hear a scuffling behind you. And you see Tatiana rolling around on the ground with her shadow, trying to punch it. <laughs> Did it again to me. Yes. <laughs> Fine. Shadow Christ to spoil my spell again. I understand. It will pay for it. Maybe after we deal with whatever's going on here, and with some people that can help. Yes. Well then, uh, I suppose we shall return to the carnival. Hmm. 
Seems a good idea. And so, as you set your feet along the path, the sounds of the carnival grow louder. I shall end my stint as Dungeon Master and turn things back over to Mr. B. Dave Walters. I'm not sure if we're thinking of taking an early intermission or... I did it on the fly. There we are. Through, through the wonder of modern technology. Hey. But uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Mark, for that. Thank you, thank you. You've, uh, you've given me quite a lot to work with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has it done, oh, God. Hmm. As you all are making your way back, Valentine, you've made it maybe three steps when you feel a tremendous pressure in your mind. Child, you passed from my vision. How? It wasn't by choice. Now, Tregrim was still there. And Tregrim failed me. Why do you say he failed? Tregrim allowed the person who took me out of your sight into my head, into our head. He carried on a conversation I was not privy to and did nothing to stop it. <laughs> I, sorry to intrude, oh great god brain. I do have a great deal to transmit to you. <sighs> I understand. Valentine, the Archmage is no friend to us, but he seeks not to be an adversary. What was your estimate of the man? That he might be useful, but he's more trouble than he's worth. So many would-be kings on the board. The limitations of their singular mind imprisons them. They don't understand the glory of our collective. Fortunately, they don't need to. If they did, they would want it for themselves. <sighs> Offered something for you, but wished us to know. Do you mean his offer of helping to find an old friend? Yes. Would that displease you? Well to ask, 
But of course, I know what this Veronica means to you. Should you find your way to Mordant, I will not be displeased. Noted. <sighs> and Tregan? <laughs> yes, Valentine. I remind you that you are nothing without me. And I don't need to be here. I've died once. I was ready then and I'll do it again. Without me, you don't exist. And if I had to take my own life to prove a point to you, I'm petty enough to do it. Do not betray me again. In front of you on the ground, you see that black cat, Valentine. It looks very cowed and worried and simply skulks away behind a tree. Good. As the rest of you make your way back to the carnival, as you cross over into the grounds, evening is setting in. It's not clear how long you've been gone. Have you been gone a day? More than a day? You headed out very early. It is now clearly late, and yet you were in Darkon for many hours, and it's becoming... Increasingly aware, especially to you, Desmond, on your innate connection to the wild. The just time and space are nowhere near as fixed and linear here as you're accustomed to. A couple of the various fair workers look kind of sidelong as you come approaching again and off on the borders of the carnival you see pitwick market has set up it wasn't here before merely a handful of stalls this time but Finn, you know in a matter of maybe a week or two possibly a day or two the presence of those accursed fae will continue to multiply until you all are harried and worried into moving camp once more. What would you all like to do? I actually want to stick kind of close to Uriah and maybe bring Nahara with because I'm worried about him. Yeah. Uriah, Uriah indicates that he'd... Uh, like to go uh, visit Hildy, actually, um, just to check in on her. She seemed to be doing so well here. I'm wondering if we can possibly dissuade her from returning to Falkovnia. We could. Sure. That's ultimately not our decision. No, but but, but we but, should check in on her. Yes. Yes, I mean, I I know we said it should be her decision, but then we found out. Nahara, that um, Falkovnia is perhaps even more dangerous than remember? Uh, yes. What? Yes. Yes, no, I, I I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. I didn't mean to go to back to Falkovnia, but it should I, I guess should 
be more of a conversation that is less of you know when adults speak to children and it just seems that they don't really have it's more like they're being spoken to not that I think you would ever do such a thing okay but just just uh I just hope that when we speak to her that she understands that it's um that she understands that it's complicated and that it's such it's such a mature conversation to have with a child i in a dangerous circumstance I just don't know how the best way to handle it maybe we should just win her some more stuffed animals then yes yes for but now I, for now yeah but I, I absolutely I think we should check up on her mm-hmm. see that she's happy see yes that she's made friends yes yeah, so then Nahara you Come with me to do that? Of course. Yes. Of course. Yes, let's do that then. As and I... Oh, sorry. No, please, please. Oh, no, I was going to very intentionally um, put Nahara's arm through Uriah on one side <laughs> and take his other one. Oh, oh uh, yes. <laughs> we're, a, we're a merry band, aren't we? Uh, yes. <laughs> In a way. Yes. As you all are making your way through the camp, Desmond, give me a perception check, and Valentine, give me a perception check with advantage. 15. 18. As you all are walking through here, you pass Rock's stand, the Dwegar. Exactly where I was going to ask to go. As you walk by, it's like, well, look what the cat drung in again. Welcome, you two. I immediately check his inventory. It's different. You see what looks like uh, that same sad bride doll that you saw in Took is back again. It just, it looks like it's wearing a tattered wedding dress, and it is just a very sad, despondent-looking doll. You also see a couple of other dolls that look like they're stitched together from the parts of other dolls. Just mismatched arms and legs, heads. Besides the fact that they're clearly made from different parts, they don't look menacing. They don't have big teeth. They're not covered in blood. They just look made from other dolls. You see very small, What are, when you look at them, you actually think they're little bells that are hanging, but as you look closer to them, they're very small winged people, and they're wearing tiny little skirts that jingle when you touch them. And there is very clearly two dolls that look like blonde elves. One of them 
with fangs bared in a very large hat on. In the other one that has three faces, one on the front, one on the side, one on the back of this blonde haired doll. And it bears a striking resemblance to Jander, Sunstar, and Savra. Remind me, what kind of, like, game is this doll? It's never the same twice. Uh, sometimes it's like a little milk ring toss. Today, uh, the game uh, seems to be uh, a- another one of those ring toss things. Um that you all have now spent enough time in the carnival to know that there's two different sets of rings. Uh, If Rock doesn't like you, he gives you the set that's just a little too small and is basically impossible. But if he does like you, and especially if you're kids, one thing you all have noticed in the time that you've been here, especially Desmond and Valentine, despite all of the fact that most of this is rigged and most of the carnival is very much designed to extract people's coins. They never cheat the children and they always sort of steer them around the stranger exhibits. Cause remember there's still the snake woman. There's still the were rabbit. There's still the vampire trapeze artists. You notice they really do work to sort of preserve innocence, but anything beyond that, what happens to you here happens to you. So there is a second set of rings that are a little bigger to I make look, the game easier. I look over at the second set of rings that sits like behind the counter towards him and I just mm-hmm. kind of point at them. Oh, you need a little assistance with the game now then, huh? And he does hand the rings to you. I pass one to Desmond. Thank you much. And right when she passed it to me, he just kind of leans in and just... That doll's nigga, isn't it? Yes. Oh. Nothing. Desmond just tosses the ring. I toss mine as well. Both of you give me athletics checks, but you can do it with advantage because you got the good rings. (laughs) He's got (laughs) bonus athletics. Uh, Oh, thank goodness for that advantage. Uh, Athletics is not my thing. Uh, It's a 17 because I have a minus one. 22. 22. Um, Desmond, the bottles are different colors in different ranges. So you're, you're aware that there is more preferable bottles. They're a little bigger uh, and therefore harder to get the ring over. And you just direct hit. First throw. And he goes, well, bravo, Mr. Fearsome Ranger. And what did you get there, Valentine? I had a 17. <laughs> You also uh, score kind of a solid hit right in the middle. And he says, this game must be too easy. Maybe I should move it out of the rotation. But you win. What can I get for you? Desmond leans to Valentine. Just, which ones do we not have? Well, that one of Nika looks different than last time. Okay. I'll and get that uh, one. I'll gesture at the kind of like combination creature the creature that looks like it's made out of other parts okay all of these are new but i think at least that one's familiar and i'll gesture to the one that looks like jander sunstar we know what we're dealing with there but i don't like whatever this is 
Um, both of you give me wisdom checks, not saves checks. These things are not trying to hurt you. 18. 18. I actually also have an 18. Valentine. When you touch this, you hear a crackle of lightning. Like, and you get just a rush of excitement. Someone's very happy. Like, it worked. You just feel it very clearly when you touch it. Very specific question. Does it sound like the machine that I was put in? Yes. It absolutely sounds like the device, but a much larger version of it. A much larger version of the device. Uh, the, the crackle sounds louder. The resonance of it is louder. Uh, all of it. But it is very much the same, essentially the same thing. Yes. But the feeling is joy. Just yes is the feeling. Desmond, you were hit first with a feeling of just overwhelming sorrow, just sadness. But under that sadness is resolve, as if you dug through six inches of snow to just hit absolute bedrock. And it just washes over you the moment he hands you this doll. He just looks at him and just, where'd you say you get these dolls from? You know, I could tell you the truth, but it's going to sound like I'm lying to you. Works for me. He just sort of looks to the left and to the right, and he says, I'll give you my word of honor as a scoundrel such as it is. I shut up the place at night. Something's there. I open the place up the next morning. Sometimes it's the same. Sometimes it changes. I don't ever stalk them. No one does. They're just here. Okay. Thank you. He looks at Valentine and just I felt something incredible when I was handed this. I imagine you were too. I don't think this thing's gonna be our friend. Mm-hmm. Cool. But I don't know what to think about this one. But it concerns me. He looks back Thank you, one more go. And he just looks and he's like, oh, you're going to put me out of business, I think. And he hands you the third decent size ring. And with athletics, that is still advantage, though. 23. Same thing. Direct hit on the other large size bottle. And he says, oh, well. <sighs> All right. I like you too, but don't tell anybody else so they don't think I'm going soft. But you can have another one of the big ones or two of the little ones. And 
there was the she got the doll that had the patchwork and then I got the very there's, there's a there's a few patchwork ones she got mm-hmm. one of them uh-huh and then there was uh, the, there's multiple patchwork and then there's two that very distinctly remind you of Jandar and Sabra uh, it is a hissing elven vampire with a large floppy hat like she had and a more debonair looking elven vampire with the long fangs, but three different faces. I was thinking and about then the small there's ones. Very little ones. When you, they're very little. When you look at them, you think they're just bells hanging. But as you look close, they're actually wearing little ball gowns, like essentially where the gown flares out that's the bell and the bell ones are small so they they would i give multiple of those are the three-faced elf and the snarling elf also large uh they are big so essentially mm. you could kind of get either one either jander or savra or two of the little bells essentially just looks it's more or less just, what he offered you what do you think what should we get the little ones seem interesting. I think I've got the idea of as much as I'm going to know about this thing. Perfect. Because I was thinking the same. We'll go with the little tiny bell-looking things. He takes two down, and he hands one out to each of you. And give me wisdom checks again. Not saves, checks. They are not trying to harm you. 17. 18 again. Desmond. You get an intensely pleasing sensation. You're almost overwhelmed by the smell of nature, by trees, by flowers, by the breeze in the woods. It is, for lack of a better word, supremely natural. Which, having spent this time in the midst where everything is sort of muted and cold, this is swung almost to the other end of the spectrum. If, if your time in the mist, things are not quite alive, this is everything is double. Everything is turned up. It's... <laughs> Valentine... You get a very unusual sensation to you that you haven't felt since you were a little girl. And it is just laughter and playfulness, happiness. It almost, the, the feeling is so foreign, it takes you a second to even remember what it is in your heart. But it's joy. These things are weirdly happy. what that's not a word i hear bandied about here too often and desmond just looks at her and is like right just like really pleasant but i wouldn't say happy let's see something real quick like and he hands her the one that he's been holding in trades another wisdom check Oh, that's an app 20. That's a seven. Uh, it, it doesn't really do anything uh, for you, Desmond, when she hands it to you. Valentine, when you touch it, 
it takes a second. And then you see something. It's you on the Asteria family vineyards, walking with your mother. You look up at her and the necklace that you now wear is on her neck, glinting in the sunshine. And she's humming a little song. You're running around, picking up rocks and playing cavorting and picking pretty flowers as you want to do as she's inspecting the vineyards, but just enjoying the afternoon as you and her were wont to do. And you reach around the corner to pick something up and you look down and you see a tiny little person. They've got wings and they're wearing a little gossamer gown and their foot is stuck under a rock and they're very much like and they see you reach around and they go just go pick up the rock you pick up the rock and they sort of shake their foot and see that it still moves and they sort of shake their dress off and they look around and they see your mom and they just say and they flit away and when they do, you hear the distinct sound of a bell ringing. The same bell that is ringing in your hand right now. You hadn't thought of that in years. I've, I've seen these before. Really? Yeah. Didn't look like oh. anything to me, so what, what happened? I remember... Seeing them when I was young, they I I saw one fluttering in in my family's vineyard. In the entire time we've been traveling, you don't really talk much about your family or your being young, so that's yeah, kind of a big deal from. Felt really nice to remember something about them other than their death. I'm sure. I'm sorry that that's the thing you even have to remember. But I'm glad that you got some joy out of this one. We've both seen a lot. True. True. I'll pocket one of the little uh, fairies and be like, I suppose we could take a gift to Hildy. And yes, Desmond. And Desmond's going to say like, I almost feel like we should play again because I feel like everything that we've gotten from this booth thus far has been useful to all of us, at least with some bit of knowledge. But considering how good I felt when I held that one, yes, that one should definitely go to Hildy. Oh. But with our luck, the next one we touch is going to make us feel some kind of agonizing pain and dread. Yeah, better us than Hildy. I must admit, statistically speaking, maybe you should quit when you're ahead. Let's just let ourselves have something nice and let the impending doom come for us tomorrow. That sounds nice. Doom can wait. And here, having 
an uncharacteristically warm moment amongst friends is a good place for us to take a little break. But before we do, we do, of course, have to give a shout out to our patrons. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, we are very, very, very close to our next goal for another full length episode. So uh, maybe give a look to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Black Dice Society. And thank you to our top donors, our Dark Lords of the Dread Domains. Aaron Duran, Alan Zozo, Aurelia Rolf, Brian Dwyer, a.k.a. Knight's Fall, Brian Kepi, Chris Lewis, The Pretzel Bear, Chris Smoot, Christopher Clendering, Christopher Zdednik, Craig Savage, David Bonney, Dean Nicole, Donald Scott Massey, Ducati, Philippe C., Forrest S. Moore, Grafumbly, Grizzled Viking, Joshua Lund, Just Link, Callan Roar, Kira Snow, Kyle Garrett, Lamort Games, Michael Skidmore, Mr. Albear, Nathan Crowder, Nick Bernard, Apacri101, Project Wolfbear, Rees, Rob Bacon Gollum Tremarco, Ronan Monkey, Rosie and Sean at Sip Happens, Rum Soaked Chicken, Sin 7, To Queen B, To Nuckin' Futz, which is Justin and Kyle Chestnut, Tracer Vision, The Undisputed Baron of Disneyland, which a friend of mine told me he changed his name and I'd know it when I saw it. Brava. Just again, <laughs> be careful around Goofy. He will hook you up. Woody Harrelson in Zort 1. Thank you all so very much. You literally make it possible to do what we do. And here for our break, once again, we have a little video for you here about the upcoming release of The Wild Beyond the Witchlight. And we will be back in eight and a half minutes. Finn, Brother Uriah, and Nahara, you all make your way across the carnival to the tent that you know that uh, Hildy has been staying in. Uh, it is colorful and covered in streamers and uh, uh, colorful paper and patchworks and toys and beads all over it for the queen of the carnival. And as you approach, you see she is sitting there happily digging in to a turkey leg almost the size of her head. She has completely filled out to uh, what a child of her age probably should have been. You know, the, the, the lean, scrappy child of Falkovnia is nowhere to be seen and her cheeks are full and rosy. As you come up, and she goes, ah, hello, As, I haven't seen you all in so long, hello. Oh, hello, Hildy. Hello, Hildy. She runs over and throws her arms around you, Brother Uriah, hmm. her greasy face just rub against your breath, your chain mail there. Oh, mm. uh, it's all right, I, I think it needed to be oiled, but um, yes, uh, <laughs> how has your reign as Queen of the Carnival been going? Yeah, yeah, this, everyone is still is so fun every day. It's their good. Uh, and the games, like, the games are always changing and the people are so friendly. Um, They offered me a job here, you know. They say I can become the tumbler. Wait, watch, look at this. And she stops and she does a cartwheel. Moderately well, right in front oh, of me. Oh, very you. good indeed. Very good. Yes. Ah, Lovely. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm still practicing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't, I don't, you know, I told them it's like, perhaps I will do the job for a little while until I, I return to Falkovnia. I, I, I don't want to be gone too long and have them think I have deserted them in our time of need, you know, because when the new moon hits again, of course, we must defend the city. Yes. Um, uh, well, well, of course, um, your, your role here as a diplomatic envoy of Falkovnia is just as important, of course, because, uh, you know, diplomacy is very important uh, when one is on a war footing. Um, mm, so, foreign relations. Yes, yes. Uh, you, you're not only the queen of the carnival, you're the ambassador of Falkovnia, as it were. Mm-hmm. I speak for the people of Falkovnia and for Vladeska Drakov? Yeah. Me? Yeah, I, well, yes, of course. Yes, I, I think, um, yes, yes, I, I think that, that that might be a good thing, that uh, you're here to um, absorb the culture of the, the carnival and uh, to learn, yes? Yes, yes, so that you may report back eventually. Eventually, eventually. Eventually, yes. Uh, I, I, we could actually and... send, send missives, um, letters, uh, I think, perhaps mm-hmm. rather than visiting in person. Yes, and, and you know what usually what happens is that uh, they're sent off uh, abroad for an education. So perhaps, oh perhaps yes, some schooling. Yes, that's here. right. Diplomatic postings can last for 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 many years if one is if one is serving one's country correctly. Mm-hmm. Is is uh, Muti, my grandfather? He told me about these 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 cultural exchanges. Yeah, was that they would send the people from the Falkovnia to the other places, and the other people would come there. And oftentimes it went poorly because they would do something to offend Vladeska Drakov, and and you you remember yeah. how how that, the, that, the, that the spikes yeah. yes the spikes yeah, yeah. yes and it's a number of people ended up on the spikes but yeah I mm-hmm. I could I could be I could do the cultural exchange I could teach them well, I could teach them how to create uh, the verse as, as we do with the sausages yes. um, I could teach them the dancing and the Falkovnian language yes yes yeah. uh, some some sort of a, a, a schnitzel and bratwurst booth here at the, at yeah. the carnival yeah yeah. Oh, well, oh excellent ideas. That's that is exactly why you should be this person. Uh, and, and it's much easier to do as a carnival because they have the meat to make the schnitzel, you know, in Valkovnia, like often we do we do not have. Like I know the recipe I have maybe twice. But yes, here I could do. Yeah. Yes, yes that's that sounds marvelous, Hilde. Uh, I think that's a a wonderful idea. Huh. Um Are you making friends here, Hilde? She looks at you for just a moment, Brother Uriah, and she goes, Wait, are you trying to trick me just because I'm the little girl and you do not want me to go back? No, no, I can tell you. Tell it completely is <laughs> the truth. Yeah, then I can be. Because so she super got a one on her insight okay. checks. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She's convinced. <laughs> yeah. And, and meanwhile, Fens is sitting there like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. She's like, ah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, this this will this this I I'm happy to do it. And and where are you all coming from? I know I has not seen you since yesterday morning. Oh, we um we had a picnic. Yes. We we had some barbecue. We had some barbecue. Mm-hmm. What is this barbecue? Oh well, um, 
I have an idea. I, I could uh, teach you about barbecue, and you could teach me of your your Wurst and Schnitzel. And uh, yes, we would uh, have. It's that's the Darkhan cultural exchange. Now I'm the diplomat of to Falkovnia to the carnival and to Darkhan, because yeah, that's important. We did. I was told that Darkhan used to have the border with Falkovnia, but then uh, we don't have any more borders. We only had the mist and the dead things. You yes, know? yes, um, right. yes, um, yes. Yes, no, the barbecue. It's actually uh, culturally. Uh, it comes from the the halfling people of the the western uh, mid uh, part of uh, Darkon and uh, yes uh, the importance is um, the slowness of the cooking and also the sauce is quite important as well now the, there are a variety of techniques there's a dry rub they often employ uh, sometimes um, one can actually uh, boil the ribs ahead of time and then uh, before they are barbecued and then they be extra tender and uh, we'll go into it we'll have some lessons i'm sure I'd look forward to being as the official diplomat of the Falkovnian people. Yes, mm. exactly. Yes. yes, I see this Desmond person. His eyes light up when you are speaking of this barbecue. Oh, yes, yeah. it's very good. And, uh, Desmond, uh, Valentine, how did things go at the um, booth for the, to the stuffed toys? I, uh, I hold up the little fairy and I go, we... Through rings quite well, and I'll offer it to Hildy. She takes it in her hand, and she looks down, and she goes, Oh, I've not seen one like this before. It is so beautiful, and the music is so nice. It sounds like someone is laughing, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And she holds it out to Uriah. She's like, listen, listen, and see if you hear it. Do I hear anything? Uh, give me a wisdom check. Again, not a save, a check. Uh, dirty 20. Brother Uriah, you hear absolute silence. You not only do not hear laughter, you don't hear anything. When you put it up to your ear, the sounds of the carnival stop. Hmm. It's um, peculiar. Um, you say you say you hear music, do you, Hilda? You see, she opens her mouth and starts saying something, and you don't hear it until you move the bell, and then yeah, it's like the laughter, like Valentine. You heard, mm. and and the Desmond, you heard it too. It's like the giggling with the window ringing. Yeah. Did, did yes. the two of you hear something? I did. Hmm. Uh, well, it's very odd because. Um, Oh, Hilde, could you uh, could you go uh, get some of the ingredients we'll need for our lessons? Uh, we'll need some meat, some pork, ah. uh, and uh, we'll need uh, some uh, tomatoes. Uh, so tomatoes, yeah. yes, and um, yeah. It's like it's the same thing as the tomato and a tomato. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you say tomato and I say tomato. You know, it's in Falkovni, and we call the thing very different. But yeah, I'll, I'll find Ermos. I heard he was back. I heard him laughing. I go, I go find him, and we can help do the barbecue. Yes, yeah. and, and, and yes. also I'll make the and schnitzel. Yeah. Yes, mm. um, and she, it, Valentine. Before she leaves, she stops and throws her arms around you and hugs you. Thank you so much for this wonderful thing. I pat the top of her head. And she stops and she looks and she sees that you kind of tensed up for a moment and then remembers that she's a Falkovnian and you go, <clears throat> yeah, so good. Hugs are, hugs are great. I just don't, 
I don't do them very often. Um, you don't have to be a soldier all the time. Don't take that from me. Zin, that is the culture that we can exchange. The hugging, yeah? Oh, Hildy's going to be an ambassador. Sure. Yes, of course she is. Uh, yes. <gasps> it's... And you, you can teach me about the listening and the seeing things, because I know you don't miss anything. You're always watching, but you don't look like you're watching. It's very smart. I like. Maybe you could teach this thing to me. Yes, I could. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I go. And she turns and just sort of runs out of the tent, tearing across the carnival. I don't mean to alarm anyone, but um, I, I did not hear uh, music and laughter when I put this to my ear. In fact, I heard nothing. Okay, try this. And then Desmond hands him the other bell doll. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything? Same thing. When you put it up, it's like somebody turns off the sound to life. You don't hear the wind. You don't hear the carnival. You don't hear your friends. You don't hear anything. Yes, it's. Have you angered the Fae? The Fae? I'm not sure. Um, yes, I suppose it does seem to be fashioned in the likeness of one of the fair folk, but um, uh, no, it, it's, it's almost a, a magical effect. Uh, there's a spell that produces a, a similar result, a, a silence, a deadening of sound, and that's what I'm experiencing when I put these next to my ear. Has everyone else tried them? No. Oh. Do and then you want I... to? Perhaps it's unwise. Uh, who wants them next? Fen, go ahead. Well, there's two. I hold my you, hand you, you, out. You oh. could both take take one. Oh, yeah. sure. I'll give one to uh, one again. each to Fen and Nahara. Both Fen and Nahara give me wisdom checks, not saves, checks. All right. All righty. Eighteen. Nahara. Five. 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 Fen. It feels weird. It feels. You feel a presence, but you feel unwelcome. It's a feeling that you know quite well, Finn. When you first left home in the Underdark, any time you would come across other elves, they all gave you that look. Their hands would move to their daggers, but usually they weren't overtly hostile because obviously you knew how to carry yourself from a young age and very much look like it. But you know that feeling when someone doesn't want you there. And that's how it feels. I shudder as I like pull it away. Are, are you all right, Sam? Thing for me. No. Hmm. No, I'm not. What's wrong? You know when people don't want you there? And you can see it, you can feel it. I suppose. Yeah. Right. That's what I felt. Interesting. It was too much like being back home and running across other elves that didn't like me. Interesting. Is it just a feeling? Did you hear anything? Did you see anything? I didn't see anything, I just, it was that soul-crushing feeling of knowing that everyone would be better once you left. 
I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it made you feel that way. Then it's, it seems to be provoking different reactions in all of us. Although Desmond and Valentine experienced the same thing. Nahara, what of you? Nahara, when you touch it, you feel as opposite of an experience from Finn as possible. You feel it's like a surprise party. Like they can't wait for you to get there. That everyone is excited that you're there. That you hear this giggle and it's just, you feel so wanted and missed and valued and appreciated. It just washes over you. I, I don't understand. What is this? What is this thing? Yes. It's, it's, I can't even describe it. It's, it's the best feeling. Um, just loved and, and welcome and, and, and laughter. I, it's similar <laughs> to what I felt. Is it producing random effects or is it somehow tied to us personally? It's hard to tell. Hildy heard the laughter and music as well, mm-hmm. yes? It felt deeply, deeply personal when I picked it up. Green. I've met one of these creatures before. One of the Fae? Yeah. Um, yes. Where I grew up, um, in, I came across one. In Kushmar, your lands, are, are the Fae common there? Not terribly, no, but I came across one in my family's vineyard. I honestly didn't even remember it until I picked this up. Strange. Uh, There was one who got stuck on something. I don't think that I quite knew or cared what it was at the time. Then you did it a service. You, uh... You placed it in your debt, I suppose. Just moved a rock off a bit. Still, you helped it. And you received no reward, so one would assume it owes you. From what I've read, the Fae take such things quite seriously. It never came up again, until now. And and all... No, please continue, Brother Ray. And you, Desmond, did you did you ha- have any memories, or simply the music and the laughter? No memories for me. It was more... One of them felt nothing, but the other just... An intense peacefulness, an intense just feeling of life. As someone who spent a lot of time in the forest, like the, the, the forest here is boring and empty it's there but there's no life to it but when i touched it it felt so alive it was there was so much life and peacefulness and happiness that it's very difficult to put into words and then i switched with valentine and then felt nothing with the second but and i had the same result from both of them very interesting 
All of you give me arcana checks. Actually, give me two. Don't, not with advantage, two different arcana checks. I get advantage on it anyway, so should I yeah, not use yeah. that? No, no, you, you still can, if you have advantage anyway, yes, but still two total checks. I've got a dirty 20 and a six. You know, a Valentine. 17. It is actually very fitting that you're the one who would recognize this. Then when Brother Uriah says, Faye take debts very seriously. It occurs to you right then. Then why are the Fae of Pitwick Market constantly antagonizing the carnival? They wouldn't do this without a reason. Because that's all Pitwick Market is, is various types of Fae that gather in such masses and become such a nuisance that the carnival must leave. They nip at its heels like a pack of dogs constantly. Why? Nahara, you and Uriah come to the same realization at the same time. If his king can see and hear what he sees and hears, then maybe he can stop him from seeing and hearing. Yes. Yes, this could be a... This could be just the thing. That's... Hence the silence. Yes. I think it just makes sense now. Right. So. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to. Truth be told, I'm very happy that it's that and not something else. Yes. Just to. That sounds like a gift from the Fae, then. If so, then. Then perhaps. How did it appear here? This will be very important indeed, I think. Uh, I'll uh, take charge of this one. Alright. Yeah. How many are there? Two. But, uh. Hmm. You gave one to Hildy. If I am. Perhaps we should do this uh, in another way? Yes. Uh. Wait, if I. If I send, I, I send a message and I said, well, how do we know that this is helpful? I suppose we don't. Hmm. But let me try something. I'm going to put this next to my ear while I'm talking to you. Can you still hear me? Can I? It's like earmuffs. When it gets close to you, uh, where, where you should have been able to hear the ringing of a bell, Silence. It's not just the bell doesn't ring. Everything drops away. Nahara's lips move. Oh, you mean, uh, yes, because what I will say, you would know as someone who casts message, it's not telepathy. Message actually whispers in someone's ear. Valentine has the capacity for telepathy. Message is still auditory. If someone is deafened, they cannot receive a message. Also, I would like to say a point of clarification. 
the market is Litwick market. I always say Pickwick because mm. there is a Pickwick market very close to where I live. Yeah. Litwick market is the name of the Fae outside of the carnival. I uh, guarantee you I will mess that up again. I'll make a telepathic link while you have it up to your ear. All right. Uh, just a... What about this? Does that seem to work? It sounds like a track from people. Sorry, I just meowed to see if it would work. <laughs> was I was I able to? It's the only way to know if the, if the connection was made. was was I able to meow? Hear that meow? <laughs> both Uriah and Valentine both give me wisdom checks. That's a twenty-two. Twenty-two. It's a six for me. What languages does Valentine speak? Valentine speaks deep speech, abyssal, common, and infernal. Valentine, you hear a language and you recognize it because it's the language Eremos spoke. You don't know what he was saying, but you understand the words. However, you are a student of people. It's panicked. It's frantic. It's like it's warning. Like you're sure it's trying to warn Uriah of something. It's trying to tell him something frantically, but you don't understand what it's saying. I'm hearing and this, you- that it's being communicated to Uriah. What does the voice sound like? Uh, it sounds that same small voice that you heard with the laughter. Okay. And it's it's really worried. Like, clearly, it's like trying to tell him something frantically. Uriah, you hear nothing. I try to speak to it in every language I've got. Just to see if it, there's anything we can... It does not react in any way. You get the... Dis- uh, give me an arcana check with advantage. Oh, yeah. 21. You get the distinct impression that these d- these implements are, it's more like a recording. It's not that you're talking to something. It's uh-huh. like they just, they just have it in them. I'd like to take a guess that it says, help me, Obi-Wan, you're our only hope. It's not not that. However, um, give me an intelligence check. Again, not a save, a check. All right, that was pretty good. Um, a dirty 20. You believe you could repeat the words. Okay. Um, yep. I, I do, I repeat it out loud, um, in front of Fen specifically, because I recognize it, right? That I've, in some capacity. You know it's what Ermos was speaking. You may right. or may not know it's Sylvan. Do any yeah. of you speak Sylvan? Mm-hmm. You're muted. Who's muted? Oh, oh, it, I, oh think it I, thought, was, I thought you it yeah. was you. Oh. Yeah, I thought I, it looked like or you were going to say something, your... but you might just not have talked. Yeah. But uh, do any of you speak Sylvan? No. Nope. Um, I keep saying the phrase. <laughs> with a dirty 20, you feel like you, you probably could could say it again if you had to. Um, you're a sharp woman, so you, you, you feel like you could repeat it if you had to. However, Finn, give me... 
a wisdom check and you can give it with advantage and check not a save because if no one responds i'm running out into the carnival to go looking for Ermos. <laughs> yeah they all they look blank faced but hang on first let's see yep. in here do math really quickly that is a 16 uh he sold his his shared a couple of words with you um usually of course they're they're more of a romantic bent you know sweetheart my darling like those types of things um you get that someone's after you that's that's the you you can that's the 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 gist of the word she's saying something like like it very much at, at at the risk of using a modern example it feels like the calls coming from inside the house type warning like after you is the only thing that you get from the gist of it oh boy um does this fake creature understand or speak anything other than Whatever it's speaking. The same thing. Uh, well, uh, Val Valentine, you are muted now. If you ask out loud, um, I'll just mm. be like, I tried every language I have. I don't even think it could hear me. I think this was a message specifically sent. It was sent. The person wasn't there, if that makes sense. And I'm running out into the carnival to look for Aramos. Is And did Valentine take the, the doll or the <laughs> fae with you? I I think that actually Brother Uriah still had it. My plan was just to get yeah, Aramos and been say the hand, words. Yeah. yeah. It's as I just have to say the words before I forget them. Go running out, um, Valentine. Of course he's very easy to spot. He's literally mm -hmm. head and shoulders over the tents as he's just like waving to people and schmoozing and carousing. Does anybody follow her when she runs out? Um I want to, but I'm just like but <laughs> I just look at the thing in, in Uriah's hand. There's something after, so just point of clarification out of character. When he says something's after you, did it mean Fen or did it mean Uriah? That what was being said, the translation of the words that Valentine just said out loud, you kind of only pick like some after you, like chasing you after you. Something's coming after us. I don't know if it's me or Uriah, but we should probably find Valentine. Not words I ever thought. Right. Uh, yes. Well, uh, let's follow her then. As soon as right. I see Aramos, I'll make a telepathic mm -hmm. link and say it to him that mm -hmm. way because I don't know if it can be said to others at the carnival. When you transmit it, he stops and looks around, and he very much like grips the mall and looks at it and sees that it's not shaking, and he goes, "What? Where? What? What did that mean?" You just told me to run that she's after you, but E won't let you go. Ooh's after me, and Ooh won't let me go. Not you, thank you. And I'll turn to head back. Wagwan, Valentine. What? What? Gone. And <laughs> as you're running, and you all catch Valentine, and you can see Hermos <laughs> very much looking like what? <laughs> like standing there with the hammer in his hand. And uh, she runs back towards you. When I come back to the group, I'll repeat what Aramos said. Run, she's after you, but he won't let you go. The Fae are giving us some kind of warning. It's not about anyone specific. I, I think that it, I mean, it could be specifically to Brother Uriah, but... To me? But, but I couldn't hear anything. 
But it was being said into your head. It wasn't said to me. The message was delivered to you. And when I tried to communicate with you, this is what bounced back to me. I see. Um, so, so these dolls are personalized. Yeah. But someone's in distress then. Uh, they need my help? Our help? I think we're the ones in danger. Well, well, we, we sort of knew that. I mean, we, we've been in danger since, uh, well, since we all met, really. But who could she be? It said she is after you, but he won't let you go. We could assume that we know who he is. Mm. Yes. Does that does any of that seem familiar to you at all? And I'm saying all of this telepathically to people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Um, does come walking up with a hammer in his hand and he's like, but, and he looks like both directions and he's like, you know, I feel like we've had enough um, spurious dealings today. Wagwan, look at what you right now. Why'd you come and say that and then run away, Valentine? It was an emergency. Thank you again yes. for translating. I apologize. Just not. You're not going to tell me nothing else. You know what? You know what? Maybe I don't want no. Finn, this is another one that's on your tab. No, no, no. 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 I didn't hear nothing. I can't hear nothing. I was no, no. never here. And <laughs> back away and start walking off. Uh, no, no. You don't put this on my tab. No. <laughs> no, I... And he walks away. What? <laughs> what is happening here? Because, so quick question, again, out of character. Mm-hmm. The sword that his soul gave Fen, mm-hmm. would it react like Nepen? It doesn't seem to. Um, From the time that you've been around, it, it does have a power, but not like Nepenth has. Okay. N- N- Nepenth, it's the, the energy coming from the sword is, is palatable just from being in the room. You are aware your blade is enchanted. Um, but you also are aware that you carry the blade that he sold carried before she got the pent. Gotcha. Nahara. I just look at Valentine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just looking at Valentine like, what is happening? I don't know. I don't know what is happening. But maybe we should get moving. Before we do that, Nahara will take out her Taroga deck. Mm-hmm. Focus on the message. Mm-hmm. And uh, do a poll to see if there's a, if she can gain any more insight into what any of that means for Brother Uriah. Abs- absolutely. Draw a card. Paladin. That's good, yes. Uh, just in noble warriors, those who live by a code of honor and integrity, you are certain, Nahara, that the message was meant to his benefit. You sense no deceit. You sense no trickery. All right. Uh, so this wasn't a hostile message, more of a warning to aid you? To your benefit? Then? Very well. Yes. Paladin. Yes, that, that's surely a good yes. sign. Yes. It must be. I'd like to send a telepathic message to Nahara. 
Mm-hmm. I'm worried about saying too much while Aslan can hear through that's, Uriah. That's fair. I just needed to know just for his peace of mind. Of course. But I wonder if investigating this further it shouldn't be said to him. Possibly. Uh, could I pull again, but just maybe not. I'll just keep it to myself this time. Mm-hmm. What uh, specifically are you thinking in terms of when you when you draw the cards? How? Mm, I don't even know if thinking about him is like summoning. <laughs> um. <laughs> How how protected is Brother Uriah from Aslan? How much agency does he have over okay. himself? Draw the card. Weird. Merchant. I would just like to share with all of you at the risk of breaking the fourth wall. We do not play in this. She really draws these cards. I and it is look. absolutely perfect 100% of the time. <laughs> okay. The merchant is a rare commodity or business opportunity. Deceitful or dangerous business transactions. Uriah is a tool in a toolbox. Nothing more, nothing less. Well, I very much look as though I'm just shuffling the cards and not trying not to draw too much attention to that. Uriah is still smiling, just thinking, yes, Paladin, Paladin, that's very good. That's a very good sign. Yes. You should. Hmm. It's a good sign, yes. You should not be alarmed whatsoever. He's beaming away. Well, he, seem, he seems quite happy and relieved. I feel like we should still be concerned. It was a warning. It was just a it was. Oh, absolutely. Warning. It was a warning. But however, it, at least it will, we know that it is a warning for your benefit and not yes, and that, not that those dolls were trying to cause you harm. Very well. Good to know. But, so that in and of itself is good news. Hmm. Uh, are there any further cards to be drawn? Would anybody else? Uh, you know, I think it's. I think we, I think it's. Um, we've had a long day. Very well. I'll. Um, I'll meet up with Hildy, and uh, the, we, I have promised her a cooking lesson. So, Nahara, give me a wisdom check. Sure. Again, not a save, a check. Just a check. Fifteen. As you are touching the cards, you feel that same excitement and anticipation coming from the cards that you felt coming from the bell. Just your presence is eagerly anticipated. In your mind flashes back to when the hag gave them to you. She told you she would see you again. But not for a while yet. That's right. That's 
Right, I wonder what she meant by that specifically. Hmm. If Brother Uriah leaves, yes. I will just pull one more card on that final thought in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and draw. Wizard. <laughs> Wizard. <All> right. <laughs> These are creeping like me said, out. <laughs> we don't script this because we can't. I wasn't looking. Mystery and riddles, the unknown, those who crave magical power and great knowledge. Nahara, even as you are looking at it you feel a slight tug on your soul somewhere far away there is a very specific puppet master at play here who is both the source of your power and Uriah's and Uriah has had a disturbing amount of awareness bestowed upon him would that power in her heart have anything to share with Nahara as she's tumbling over these events and their implications in her mind? My dear, you passed from my vision. How is such a thing possible? If, if I didn't know, surely... If you didn't know, surely I wouldn't. Where did you find yourself? Just out in the woods. Hmm. These mists are confusing. Yes, the mists obfuscate as you are. I hope I do not need to remind you of our bargain. I could never forget such a thing. See that you do not, for you are dear to me, and I would not see you harmed. Didn't you? Was I the only one that you were able to see? What do you mean by this? Well, you know the company I keep. And so I, I don't know if I was the only one you weren't able to see. This is not your concern. And with that, the presence seems to leave. Valentine, as you are standing there and Nahara fumbles with the Taroka deck, and you see she gets a far-off look in her eyes for a moment that you yourself know all too well. You hear a very small, very faint voice, Valentine. Um, Valentine, uh, might I have permission to speak? You may. 
First, I apologize. Uh, I'm still learning uh, the proper protocols here. Uh, of course, I am only ever acting to your greater benefit. What do you need, Trigon? Might I be permitted a question? I'm coming to learn of your tactical brilliance, and there is something that you've kept to yourself, and I'm wondering why or what it is you intend to do. What is your question? When you saw Nika, when you had your vision, she gave you something, a physical relic. A bit of cloth, I think? Yes. You haven't shared this with the others. Why? There hasn't been the right time to do so. I just, I thought that perhaps Desmond might recognize her scent, or perhaps Nahara could guide you through the mist to her location. I had assumed you kept it from them because you like watching them twist on the end of your string. But I can't help but notice that on occasion I do feel bouts of sentiment from you when I believe you care about these temporary things. So I just was seeking clarification. The goal is to have Nahara guide us through the mists to Nika. Hmm. My concern of showing before the opportunity arises is that without other motivation, the rest might feel like it's off mission. I understand you don't want to reveal a weak point that this woman presents. It has to seem in alignment with the overall flow. You are, of course, brilliant, Valentine. I learn so much both from you and about you every day. What did the Archmage say to you? I feel that I am allowed to speak freely now that the Godbrain hath blessed us with its presence earlier. He shared with me <sighs> he does not wish to be our enemies. This is true. And he had a delicious amount of insight into Aslan Rex's machinations and what he is trying to accomplish. I believe he felt, um, what is that saying? The enemy of my enemy? And that, of course, if the almighty divine might of the god-brain were directed against Azalyn Rex, perhaps Ferranz Alconan might fall into the shadows of our gaze. Noted. Of course, I entered into no covenants or agreements or accords. I simply transmitted what was transmitted to me. I, I deeply regret having caused you to question. I am, of course, as always, your humble servant. Understood. 
loot me in next time, would you? Perhaps, in the spirit of cooperation, you would like to know what accord was struck in the basement of the House of Lament. That would certainly make me feel a bit better, yes. Meanwhile, while the rest of you are here, what are you doing, uh, Desmond, especially? Desmond has just been um, waiting for Valentine to not be in her head. Because <laughs> he's taking out the doll of the bride with a sad face. And he's just staring at because he aims to pass it to Valentine when she's available to see if she felt what he felt knowing that if anybody would understand it be somebody else from home give me an insight check Desmond You're used to seeing the Valentine just sort of freeze for a moment and then be there again. And she turns and uh, looks your direction, Valentine. Of course, it just takes you a moment to realize Desmond's eyes are on you after you've been had some troubling things revealed to you. I know you're focused right now I know it may not be the best time but when I grabbed this it wasn't the same as it was with the doll it was much different I'm curious to see what you had to say about it and he just hands her the bride doll I take it uh same thing give me wisdom check Seventeen. You feel similarly to what Desmond felt, but with a slight difference. It is not that there is an undercurrent of resolve under sadness. Its sadness has given way to resolve in a way that you very much understand, Valentine. I think it's good. It feels difficult. How so? But I, I think she has an impossible journey, but she hasn't given up. I didn't know what to think of it. I had no idea what to say. But I felt the sadness and just... I knew the resolve, but just I knew it was a, an acceptance, but I didn't know how to feel about it. Coming from you, that you think it's a good thing, that means that I, I can rest a bit easier. I can feel a little bit better. We're going to find her. And she's doing everything she can from where she is. You know that she would. True. 
Good, good. I'm excited. And, and he says that knowing that he does not give off an excited feeling, but like he's feeling like excited, but he still is feeling that sadness and he's just allowing that sadness and that resolve to just kind of like wash over him. And just like, he's just wallowing in memory for a few minutes. I recognize that expression well. So she'll just kind of silently. Brother Uriah, what did you do with the toe? Oh, it's here. It's uh, back in the small jar with uh, filled with uh, grain alcohol uh, to pickle it. And um, yes, it's uh, tucked back in that pouch that it's been staying in. <clears throat> You feel, in your mind, a slight pressure for a moment, and then a voice that you've heard before, but not often. Holy man. Yes? What do you intend to do with the relic? Um, uh, the, the relic, um... But I thought I should keep it. Um, do, do I recognize get this voice? The, oh, it's Stuart. And you get that same vague sense that although it is very much a featureless brain, this is floating in the tank on Tatiana's back, and he's been very quiet lately, so much so you forget that he's there at times. But you can't help but think it's looking at you. <laughs> Well, does it still have those two little dots of mud for eyes? It does. However, it's its alignment relative to the tank is nowhere near the mm. eyes that Tatiana put on it. You just feel like it's looking at you. Um, I'll go over to Tatiana. Um, Tatiana? <laughs> da. Tatiana, I, um, have, uh, has Stuart uh, been speaking to you much? Oh, I forgot all about him with the wrestling with the machete. Is he still here? Have I lost no, him? No, no, he's there. He's there on your back. Um, uh, he 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 just uh, he spoke to me. He hasn't really done that much. He didn't say anything about me. Oh no, he hasn't. He, hasn't, he didn't. I think he can hear us now. I'm not sure. Um, uh, well, you've been rather quiet lately, Stuart. I find I serve better as an observationist. Yes, yes, well, um... I told Valentine I would endeavor to be more precise. Well, I'm sure we would appreciate that. Um, here's a question, since you seem in a talkative mood. Um, how is it that you are... Whole and um, with us. Despite Nahara's betrayal. Well, I would. You mean? It, it was a misunderstanding, really. It was a misunderstanding. It was the heat of battle, and uh, we weren't really sure what was going on. But. Um, Is he saying anything about me? Uh, um, why? How, how did you uh, survive that? 
By a power beyond your comprehension, as you now hold an opportunity beyond your comprehension, apparently. Uh, what, what, what do you mean by that? You have a piece of your king in the right hands. It could be a guide in different hands. A weapon. A guide? You mean... I turned to Nahara. Nahara, this... Could... Could you use this as a talisman? To go where? Oh, don't. Like, I would... Knowing what I know... Do you think it could be? I'm not. I'm not, not saying we not, should. I'm not saying we should. But could it theoretically be used? To, theoretically, yes. But why would you want to do that? Well, we must face him eventually. I think. Perhaps not today. In fact, de- most definitely not today. Definitely not today. But. At some point in time, your abilities, your mist-walking powers, we have a way to find him. So yes. Perhaps, at some point, it will be better to confront him directly than to have him manipulate from afar. Yes. Yes, so extremely dangerous and I do not want to hold on to that thing. The thing of it is the fear of the thing of it is, Nahara, that he does seem to have a connection with me and now we know why, but Firan Zalholan, my uncle, he he said that Aslan was your patron? And I send a message. Yes. I didn't know. At the time, I didn't know that this was the bargain I made. But it was... It was because of you. I know. So I feel responsible for... No, no. You shouldn't. I made that decision despite not knowing exactly what I was getting into, but... I made that decision. Yes. At the time, it seemed like, I'm sure, best of a series of bad choices. If the only other choice was von Zarovich. I, I stand by my decision now. For you. Well, then, at some point... Might it be good to find out what it is that he wants? To, well, not confront him, but, well, I suppose, confront him, but not in a sort of combat way, but uh, to just ask. Do you think? I don't know. You could speak to him? Well, perhaps with this, you could find him. 
We know he is not in Darkon. Piran Zalhonen said he had fled, and though that should have been impossible for some reason, and now who knows where he is? Perhaps in more than one place at once. Well, that toe may be our only chance then. Yes, I'll, uh, I'll hold on to it for now, but it may prove useful. Just be careful. Yes. Now then, Stuart, <clears throat> as you uh, might be aware, we're... Uh, I suppose we, we know you a little better now than we did before. And uh, I suppose we know what you were before what you are now. I am, as always, a servant. Oh, delightful chatting with you, as always, Stuart. Uh, <laughs> we'll be seeing you around. One other thing. Yes? Holy man. Hmm? Yes? If you wish to know how many siblings, duplicates, whatever of you there are, we can find out. Oh, well, thank you. You're, you're too kind. I, I'll... I'll be sure to let you know if I want that. Valentine, in your mind, you hear, Well, <laughs> that is fascinating. We offered to help the holy man find his missing brothers, sisters, I, I don't even know, what would you call us, siblings? And he doesn't want to know. Doesn't that strike you as curious? Shared DNA doesn't always mean family. And of what he's seen so far, it's not a terribly inviting scenario. Hmm. When we find them, would you like them eradicated? No, that's... That's unnecessary. Unless, for some <sighs> reason... They intend to endanger us. I suppose we didn't know they existed until earlier this very evening, so perhaps they don't pose much of a threat. But should they? <coughs> should they? We'll check with you first. Yes. Should that be the case, we'll revisit this. Until then, they're the least of my concerns. One last question. Um, we already know there was at least one other Nahara. Should we search for her as well? Absolutely. Consider it done. And here, perhaps with more questions than answers, is a good place for us to stop because elsewhere, 
a long overdue conversation is finally taking place. Aslan, as you are going about your machinations, the plans and plots of a brain beyond mortal comprehension, you feel an unpleasant tug, a compulsion, clawing, pulling, drawing you into a familiar throne room and faced with a familiar friend. Ah, there you are. My old comrade, my colleague, how good of you to drop in. So nice to see you. Von Farovich, only you would have the temerity. Yes, well, here I am. Ah, you are, and you are uh, in full regalia this time. Hmm. Yes, our previous conversations led me to this. You were correct. The rulership of Darkon was like an ill-fitting garment I cast off. But it would not do to have a pleasant pluck king's raiment from the muck and take it as their own. It would be disrespectful, unseemly, and none of Darkon's pretenders are worthy. The crown you wear, you think the one you seek will suit you better. Ah, you know this. I cannot say that I agree. Your sartorial choices, perhaps a little garish for Barovian tastes, yes, but it suits you. It suits you. Stick with this. Leave the other where it is. You are too kind, Von Zarevich. But uh, you make a rather hasty assumption. You think I seek this crown for myself? Well, good to know that you don't know everything. In fact, there are some areas of your knowledge that are quite sadly lacking. Tell me, how is Nahara? Oh, I suppose you wouldn't know. Did you like that? That is, of course, my doing. I suppose I have you to thank for bringing her to my attention. Your lapdog the priest was of less help to me in this matter than I thought. Ah, you have talked then with Uriah Macaulay. Your ridiculous 
fawning servant, this Ezra worshiper. Servant? He is not so much my servant as he is my subject, as are all who dwell in Darkham. He is a fool, but useful. Even I can see that. And yes, he was absolutely unwilling to assist me in my inquiries. He has a message for you from me, though, when next you speak with him. Your assessment of him as a fool is, I think, a bit uncharitable. It's more of a milksop. <laughs> but is this why we are speaking? You started this. Not I. Did you I? Offered the name. Now you deliberately thwart me. I can interpret this only as a direct challenge oh. and must answer in kind. Oh, yes. Veronica. I did drop her name to you, didn't I? Has uh, efforts not worn fruit then? So very sad. You have been to Mordent, have you not? I go where I wish these days. All of the realms are open to me. Doesn't that sting you with jealousy? When I sent her to Mordent, it was with the promise of future service to come. Now, the pieces are moving across the board, yours and mine. I know what you want. You know what I wish. Is this really how you want it? War for war. Blood for blood. And here, with the gauntlet thrown down, and the fate of countless lives and unlives hinging on King Azalin Rex's response, is a good place for us to stop. Stop.